Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi guys, welcome back to the next episode of the City Confessions. I'm so excited for today's guest and episode because I have Nastasia Yakub. She's the founder of Dame Traveler, which is a travel community with currently over 595,000 followers on social media. She's also an entrepreneur and photographer and now an author of Dame Traveler and her main um, mission and ambition is to inspire and empower women. So Nastasia, hello and welcome. Hi, thank you so much for the intro and for having me here virtually, socially distant. <laughs> I am so happy we are finally recording because guys, I've been trying to get Nastasia on for the past <laughs> I think since February, so it's about like three months. <laughs> Even before that, was it before our Christmas? I don't know. Yes, it was. I've been dying to get her on, and it kind of is weird that a pandemic allowed me <laughs> to, <laughs> to have her on. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but. Saying all this, I think the time, I always believe in timing. And I know that when I reached out, there was so much going on in your life. You know, the holidays were happening around December. And then the new year, you launched your book, which is so, so exciting. And again, congrats. So before, (laughs) before we dive into all the amazing things that you have accomplished and you are currently working on, why don't we just rewind a little bit? And for those who don't know you, can you tell the listeners about who you are, um, the journey between uh, behind, um, I mean, getting to Dane Traveler, and just your um, relationship with New York City? Yeah, so I'm originally from Michigan, uh, the suburbs of Michigan, and I've always known that I've been a city girl at heart, so I moved to Chicago um, in the city in 2008, and I went to nursing school there, um, and I went to I got accepted into Loyola, so my whole mission in life was to become a nurse, um, but of course, as we all know right now with this pandemic going on, life throws curveballs at you all the time, um, and so unfortunately, I... Um, I was injured while I was on the job. Um, I had an 80 degree scoliosis curvature while I was diagnosed with that when I was 12. And I had major back surgery um, around that time. So I've lived with this spinal fusion all my life. um, And it wasn't really a huge burden on my life until I became a nurse, because obviously it's a very physically intensive job. Um, So long story short, uh, I had an emergency C-section, which the patient was completely stable because I was a very new nurse. Um, and I went to go, they call it breaking the bed. So I went to go break the bed and unfortunately lost control over it and it fell on me. And so I fell into bed rest. Um, and 
that was pretty much the end of my floor nursing career. My doctor recommended that, you know, I either go back to school and become a nurse practitioner because it's like less physically intensive or, um, or like find an insurance nursing job. And I was, looked at him like, no, that's not going to happen. Um, I could not live with a desk job. So unfortunately that was that. Um, and I was kind of at a crossroads and lately I've just been feeling like almost having like flashbacks at that time. Cause I was on bed rest for about six months and I couldn't leave my house and we've been in quarantine for like two months, but it feels like it's felt like two years. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, it's kind of, I have a little bit of PTSD, like, you know, right now, because I'm like, I've lived this like situation before and it's not a, a great one, you know, feeling like you're trapped. Um, and feeling like, you know, you're on, everything is uncertain. Um, and so, but at the time, I was still a very hopeful, motivated, oh, that was, God, how many years ago? Like seven years ago, uh, the 2013. Um, and now, I, you know, so much has happened since then. And so it's hard for me to find that motivation lately. But we'll go back to the happy part. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, Instagram was just starting to become really popular at the time. Um, and I remember I had a Blackberry and I remember getting an iPhone just cause I kept hearing about this Instagram app and how everybody has it. <laughs> so I, I got an iPhone and downloaded Instagram right away cause I've always loved photography. It was always a hobby of mine. Um, and in nursing school, it was just kind of like my creative outlet. I, bought an old camera that was like older than me, a film camera on Craigslist and would like go around campus and take, I would take portraits of like interesting looking people. Um, and that would be like my, my therapeutic outlet. So I would just like spend so much time in the dark room and that was just like my hobby, but it trained my eye um, and it helped me tap into my curiosity of people and my surroundings. Um, and I think that's really helped me today in my photography and in my work. Um, but yeah, so I remember just downloading Instagram and uploading like old travel photos. Um, and one of my photos from, uh, Greece, like got featured on travel and leisure. And I, it was like the highlight of my month. Cause imagine like nothing was happening in my life at that time. And it was like the most exciting thing. And I just thought it was so interesting, like, to see so many travel communities using hashtags to bring people together. But I couldn't find one that um, that celebrated women um, or just like a female travel community. And now there are so many, but at the time there weren't any at all. And I wanted to follow one. I was like searching for one so I can follow one, um, but I couldn't find one. So I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. That would be a fun project. I'm always looking for like creative projects and I need something to distract myself. So let me, start one. Um, and so I, when I was Googling like different, um, names, like, you know, brainstorming different names for it. Um, you know, I could have called it like female traveler or something like that easy, but I wanted something interesting. And I found, um, Dame, which the definition means, a you know, courageous woman, um, with high ranking in military. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. Because it just basically, describes a woman who's brave um and my whole mission for the community was to celebrate brave women who are out there traveling whether it be solo or you know unique destinations with other people whatever it is 
Um, and so I was like, oh, Dean Traveler sounds cool. And at the time, I got criticism from my friends and family, and people are like, no, no one's going to know what that means. <laughs> Don't call it Dean Traveler. <laughs> and now it's like has almost 6 million photos under the hashtag <laughs> which is crazy so just um you know a little lesson there don't don't listen to criticism um if it feels right for you then just go for it um so that's what I did and then yeah it was just totally hobby I had no idea I didn't understand like that I could actually monetize it in the future it was just a way to bring people together mm-hmm. um and then it was amazing how many people were using the hashtag, so I just started curating the feed, um, and then it blossomed into, into such a beautiful community, and then people were asking me, like, where they could share their stories, and so that's how I started the blog, so I could curate their stories and then also share my own, um, but yeah, that's just, like, long story short, how Game Traveler was born. <laughs> no, I love that story. <laughs> So I'm so curious to know, I know you were telling me about your journey when you created it and why, but at the time, I also had my account since 2011, so it was definitely the start of social media, but never did I think, you know, let me start a community, right? I think a lot of people went into social media creating um, an Instagram account specifically for their own purpose. So did it ever cross your mind of just, posting your own travels and making it almost a personal blog like where did your mind shift when you said I'm actually going to curate a feed right because that was foreign back then oh my gosh that's a very good question and <laughs> actually nobody's ever asked me that <laughs> yay <laughs> like a really thoughtful question so thank you for that but um I basically I've always been a little timid and shy so I wanted to create, I mean, I love, like I said before, I love people and I'm very curious about people and I wanted to learn about other stories out there and I wanted to bring them together. And I couldn't, I couldn't at the time, um, like Nastasia's passport came after I was like going on assignments and going to all these cool places and I had all these photos. So I was like, I need to share them from my own perspective. And it's a totally different style. Mm-hmm. Now, like, Dean Traveler is kind of shifting similar to Nastasia's passport, where it's more cultural and behind the scenes. Um, but, like, I, I didn't want to be the focus of the brand. I wanted the brand to be a community because I was inspired by, like, Passion Passport and Tiny Atlas and beautiful destinations. And I just thought it was so cool um, how they were bringing people together. Um, and so I wanted to create that community aspect for women to come together and for them to connect with one another when they were traveling. And for me, I wanted to also live vicariously through other women who were traveling at the time. And because I was bedridden and I couldn't travel for a very long time. Um, so it was like a way for me to just like, I remember like searching like searching geotags like Rome or like whatever just so I can feel like I was there and like looking at all the pictures and so it was a way a to like live vicariously through other travelers that were traveling at the time and b I just was really fascinated by bringing people together virtually I love hearing that because the community is definitely so so strong and it's just been growing at a consistent um rate I guess um so do you manage it yourself uh yeah so everyone thinks i have this like massive (laughs) team (laughs) but confession 
it's literally just me and I had an editor to help me with the blog but unfortunately because of COVID and everything I lost her and I had a couple interns and I don't have them anymore so and I'm very 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 I'm a perfectionist when it comes to the Dan Traveler feed and actually all the Instagram feeds so I manage five Instagram feeds and now the blog and I was traveling full-time and creating content and I Whenever I work with a, um, a tourism board or go on a campaign, I strictly create my own content. Like I would never use somebody else's, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was also creating content. So I've definitely put a heavy load on myself because I'm such a perfectionist. And I realize that, that I'm a very self-aware person as well. And so I realize it's not very healthy. So I'm, you know, really have been thinking about that, especially now, like reevaluating things because I have so much time Mm -hmm. (laughs) to do that, whereas before I didn't have any time and my whole life was work. Um, So I I really need to reevaluate that and change that because it's not healthy for my personal life. I realize that. No, it's good that you are able to like, because I'm really self-aware too. And I think it's, especially right now, right? I mean, I think it's a perfect time for people to do self-reflection um but given the community and the following and everything i guess you must receive so many dms and messages what is like one story that you can share that really you know changed your i don't know like your day or your or was rewarding or something that really stands out and you were like wow what i'm doing is pretty amazing I, I, I have so many, like, I cry, like, when I receive really? emails, like, mm-hmm. even in the beginning, the very beginning, I would receive emails from women who were, like, in their 40s or 50s, and they would be thanking me for creating a community that has inspired them to go and travel solo, whereas before, like, they had, they would never think about doing it, and because I'm, like, and another thing about the community aspect is, like showing so many, constantly showing so many examples of different women, not just me, of so many women out there traveling. And so that alone inspires other women who are like behind, you know, behind their phones and like watching this and they're like, hey, all these women can do this and I can do it too. So like whenever I would receive emails like that, like, you know, or, or, or asking advice, like one woman had asked me advice, like she was also older and she said, how do you know, where do I start? And I do take the time to answer as much as I can, but obviously, like, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's hard to engage completely on Instagram, um, so it's, it's, you know, something that is difficult, but I still take the time once in a while to, like, answer a few here and there, um, but she asked me, you know, like, where do I start, and I said, just start small, like, go to, you know, like, if you live in Chicago, go to California, um, you know, just travel domestically, or even if that's too much, go to like another city, like in your state or wherever, start small and see how you feel. And if you like it, try it again and go further. And if you hate it, don't even do it or just wait, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had done that. Like she started small and went on like a short domestic trip. And now she's like this like full-time, like solo traveler who goes everywhere. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's like we keep in touch, but just recently with the book, I was really bummed out because like I worked extremely hard putting it together and then it was literally like released on March 3rd mm-hmm. and and then like everything shut down on like the 12th so like everything I mean I was lucky because I got to release it but like obviously you know it's 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 a really difficult time to release a book but you know I, I was down and sad about it but then 
I started receiving so many messages and emails like from people saying, you know, I had this epic solo trip plan or one of my friends was like my mom, um, you know, had this like solo trip plan. She's recently divorced and wanted to go on a solo trip. She was going to do that this year. And all these trips have been canceled, but my book has been comforting them. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And that really, really like all these people like telling me like how much the book has helped them has really gotten me out of like the rut that I was in in the beginning. Yeah. And again, I, you know, attended a panel, so I somewhat know your story, but where is it? Can you tell the listeners about that moment when you, I know you, you quoted something along the lines of, you know, you wanting to travel and, you know, instead of waiting for somebody to say yes and accompany you because, you know, that could be never, you took it upon initiative yourself to just do it yourself, to do it solo. Um, what was that decision like? And what was that learning experience? I mean, I travel myself as well, but I remember even as outgoing as I seem, it's a really scareful, scary thing to do, especially as a woman, right? So yeah. <laughs> walk me walk me through that decision and yeah, just tell me about what that was like. Yeah, so um, that was, so rewind back to nursing school in 2011, which is so, it's so crazy how many years ago that was. Um, but I remember just sitting in anatomy and physiology class and um, we had winter break coming up and I loved living in Chicago. Um, so that was and I had never even traveled alone before that. And I had just moved to Chicago um, kind of without like the support of my family because I come from a strict Middle Eastern family, but I did it anyway. So that alone was kind of like a huge step that completely changed my life. So I think that helped me make the decision for my first solo trip. You know, Michigan and Chicago, it's only a four hour drive. Like it's a big step in my life, but it's not that far away from like the familiar, you know? Um, so I, uh, I remember like, Oh gosh, I have a month off. Like, I don't want to go back to Michigan for a month. What am I going to do there? So I was like, um, let me, I, I, I kept trying to find like friends and people in, um, in the nursing school to like come with me to volunteer in Africa. And I couldn't like, they would be like, Oh yeah, I would love that. You know, like, it sounds like such a great idea. Let me know the details, blah, blah, blah. But when it came down to booking it, they would, like, have all these excuses. And that is very common. Like, that my mm-hmm. situation wasn't, like, an anomaly. A lot of people, you know, go through that, um, where people just, like, flake at the last minute. Um, and so I was like, well, this sucks. Like, I really want to make this happen, but I can't find anyone to go with me. Um, and so I just booked the flight impulsively. And I was like, well, I can't talk myself out of it now, so I have to go. Um and I did, and it was scary at first. Like, I remember crying on my way there, but, like, I felt so empowered on my way back, and I was there for about three weeks, and I, I, I researched. Um, I didn't just go, like, randomly. I did do a lot of research before, you know, as I was, like, asking people to come with me, um, and but I just had booked the flight impulsively. <laughs> but uh, I, I found, like, a volunteer company called GBI where they um, – they set up these like programs where you can, um, you know, volunteer at an orphanage or whatnot. Um, and you can live with, in a house with about, you know, 10 or 12 other people from all over the world. Really. I was the only American in that house. And I remember them like asking me like, Oh my gosh, Americans travel. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Yes." laughs> Americans travel. They're like, 
they're like English and Australian, so they're some some were a little pretentious when it came to the traveling thing. <laughs> I was like, yes, they do. Um, but that that experience was my first ever solo trip, and I, I don't recommend anyone to just book a flight to Africa. Like that may not be for everybody. That was just my experience. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to travel solo start small you know like even now like I'm gonna be doing more domestic travel and I'm curious like in my own state in New York like I would love to go to like upstate and explore upstate I would love to go to the Finger Lakes there's so much to explore just in my surroundings and I'm excited for that you know mm-hmm. yeah no that's great I thought you were gonna continue telling me more no, um, that's pretty much it so yeah South Africa was my first solo trip and that's that uh, is inspired by that is bold wow like africa i mean i yeah no i've heard no i haven't i heard amazing things people who have been there are like oh my god you have to go but that's definitely i would feel like i mean i like to think i'm well traveled but i feel like africa is like for definitely a more experienced traveler especially like you were saying for people who wanting to get started i always advise as well to do more domestic or I'll say like a safer place is like Europe, just because you know it's yeah. it's very touristy. It's it's a little yeah. like you know before branching out, but like Africa, that's that's crazy, but also <laughs> super admirable. Um, speaking of traveling though and social media, do you ever uh, you know I mean I've done this myself, but have you met up with people just you know through social media in a foreign country? Oh yeah, all the time. So like I travel, I don't. I've never like had an Instagram boyfriend or husband. <laughs> I would love one to just like carry my bag. <laughs> but I can take my own photos. But um, but yeah, so I I have done it tons of times. So I'm always traveling solo, and while I do love it, it gets very lonely, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like that. And so there when there are times when I was like, well, I can fix this. I you know, I have a huge community. I can just tap into it and, and um, see, like, who wants to hang out. And at first, I was a little nervous, like, you know, putting on stories, like, hey, who wants to, sh-? like, I'm in Amsterdam or London or Paris. But once I started doing it, I, like, I would receive so many, like, sincere messages. And, of course, I would, like, look at their profiles and, like, and vet and just, like, see if, like, you know, okay, is this a creep or not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can kind of tell, like, and it, especially friends that you've been following forever, you know, like, I was getting in touch with them, like, Paris is one. I have the most friends from Instagram in Paris, <laughs> like, so many friends in Paris. Like, I, I felt like Paris was my home at one point because I had so many Aww. friends there. All from Instagram, which is amazing. Um, and and I've, I've, I have, like, lifelong best friends from Instagram, um, which is incredible because we're all like-minded and we all understand each other that we all live kind of like an out of the or- ordinary life and mm-hmm. and we're all creative and we can help each other and it's just such a beautiful thing it's like one of the the biggest blessings I've received from mm-hmm. from having the community yeah I bet and I love that the community again is so positive right because I mean, there's different communities for everybody on social media, but I think you're, you have been so true to your mission. And I think that's why, you know, like the book has been so successful. You've been getting so much great feedback and just continuously building a community that's lasting because, you know, Instagram has been here for a while. 
And the fact that Dame Traveler is still going strong says a lot about, again, the community that you've built. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit right now and ask you what keeps you up at night, given what's happening with the pandemic. I know you also touched upon this a little bit earlier about just the timing, you know, of the release of your book and all that you had planned. And now it's been put on hold. Um, But I love asking this question because you know, given who you are as a very self-reflective person, I think it will be somewhat easy to answer. Um, But like, what is stressing you out? What are your concerns? What are your worries? I think as New Yorkers and a perfectionist, (laughs) we are always, you know, constantly doing so much, putting so much on our plate. And it's a good and bad thing, right? It's good because we're hustlers. We like to keep ourselves busy, be productive. But at the same time, um, you know, our mental health can somewhat be affected by it. And maybe that's why this whole pandemic, in a way I see it, is a is a blessing in disguise, right? It causes us, it forces us actually to take a step uh, back and to literally put a reset button on our lives. So for you specifically, given, again, everything that you've been working on for the book and everything else, um, right this moment what is stressing you out like what are your burdens oh my gosh just not having control over anything besides my hygiene (laughs) (laughs) i don't even feel like i have control over my hygiene anymore (laughs) i know even then i'm like i washed my hands like two seconds ago and i feel like oh god i have to wash my hands my cat just like hopped on my package and i was freaking out (laughs) i know it's crazy (laughs) but yeah i mean so many things and I it's I've been thinking a lot obviously um and I'm so like in the beginning I was like well I work from home but I also work from coffee shops and I love working from coffee shops and I think it, that, that was always like the highlight of my days it was just like getting out of my apartment and going and like supporting different local coffee shops but in the beginning I was like well my my routine is kind of like the same I'm always home and I'm kind of used to being alone because I'm always traveling alone and like you know living alone and blah blah so at first it was like shock and but then I'm like oh it's okay but then it was just obviously like a roller coaster you know I'm sure you've experienced this as well and then I was thinking I'm like how like this is crazy to trap like travelers restless travelers and restless New Yorkers we literally paid like so like (laughs) rents are so high just so we can get out of the house yep so we can live in this lo- like we literally pay for location and we can't even leave our homes mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like of course this is just a little thing but it was just like I was like oh laughing at the irony you know there's so many other people that have it way worse and I have just been trying to focus on gratitude as much as I can but it's really difficult because I since I was a child, I've been battling um, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, and depression, all three. Um, and it's been a crazy, crazy, like, journey. And, of course, anyone who has suffered the same or has had that experience before understands that it doesn't just end, you know, where you're like, oh, I have anxiety, and then maybe next week it'll go away forever. No, it's like there were peaks and troughs and waves of it, you know, like, there are times and phases in your life where you're feeling okay, but then there's this like lingering anxiety that is just always there that, you know, there are different 
variations of it where it's mild some days or it's like really severe other days where you can't breathe. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, thinking about the, thinking about it the other day, I'm like the whole world it ha is actually experiencing this like low grade anxiety right now where, you know, it's just like there and you can't, I'm pretty sure, and not the whole world, but I'm pretty sure like majority of people are, are experiencing it because of the uncertainty, you know? Um, but I'm like, I hope this brings empathy out in people because I've been living in this state like all my life, but you know, some people who have never experienced that or have never been through anything really difficult in their lives, they're, they're experiencing that. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of stigma be behind mental health. And I really hope this brings out empathy in people that this, you know, like waking up every morning and, and feeling anxious and, um, and not knowing, you know, what is going to happen next and worrying about that all the time is like, is a very painful way to live. But so many people live like that. Um, and so I, I've even, I always open up on, on social media about mental health because it's very important to me because um, I've experienced a lot of trauma in my life. And I, I just, I, do, I would never wish that on anyone, but this is the state of our world right now. And I really, really wish that, I really hope for the world that we just become a more empathetic, you know, place to live. Um, and, it, and a more empathetic, um, like, collective society, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been, there a lot has been on my mind. And of course, travel, like, of course I miss it, but like, that is not what's bringing me anxiety. Like I'm an empath, so I'm worried about everyone else, like who's suffering right now. And I think as an empath, I, you know, you're a sponge and you just absorb like other people's energies, even if they're not around you, um, because you feel for other people and, you know, it, it's really hard to live like that, but I I know that um, I have a deep sense of empathy, um, and so that's been I've been struggling with that a lot, just like the the state of the world, you know, the state that the world is in, and how much people are suffering. Just <laughs> it breaks my heart, really mm -hmm. does. Yeah, I mean, I can relate to you on many levels. Um, also, we're recording this in May, guys, and it's Mental Health Awareness Month, so. I love that we're talking about it. Um, so I myself have gone through, you know, my past struggles and anxiety as well. So I can totally, totally relate to you. Um, and I think you bring up a really good point, you know, considering that we are all in isolation or, um, yeah, and practicing social distancing, that those who have never experienced this, this is all foreign to them, right? And it's just like a taste of what you and I or other people go through. Um but I actually wanted to talk to you more about the anxiety part, if you don't mind, and, and with traveling, because um, my anxiety gets heightened through uh, actually social events, or like I get social anxiety. Um, and I'm yeah. curious to know if you travel mostly solo, does that anxiety ever get triggered? Um, or what triggers it and how do you combat it because I feel like when you're at home at least for me it's a little easier to uh, handle because I'm in the comfort of my home 
you know, not saying that I don't experience it if I'm still at home, but it's just easier. I have the right tools available. Um, whereas when right. I'm when I'm outside in uncomfortable situations, that's when I, you know, somewhat struggle the most. So for you, how does anxiety play in with travel? Yeah, with travel, so because I'm um, because I'm alone, I, I'm totally fine for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can relate to you as well. Like, large social situations bring on a lot of anxiety for me, um, where I, I prefer more one-on-one or two or three friends, you know, around, and it's like quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. But when there's so many people around, and I like you know, like you're kind of forced to communicate and in, in the setting, people would never guess that I'm like suffering majorly from anxiety inside because I'm, I can still like get over it and be social and talk to people, but inside I'm like dying. <laughs> um, but so like with traveling, I can control it, um, because I'm on my own and my senses are heightened because I have to like, be more aware of my surroundings because I'm alone and because I'm five foot one and 102 pounds, (laughs) definitely a target. Um, but I, I'm not sure why, but like, I never really experienced like a ton of anxiety traveling alone. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did have a really bad experience in Paris and after that, that was in 2018. And after that, that, kind of made me a little more paranoid and a little more anxious um but I've learned different techniques I mean breathing I'm I've just been practicing breathing techniques as much as I can and it's really challenging because of my spinal fusion because um so it's hard like with anxiety and learning breathing techniques for me to learn how to deep breathe and just like be in the moment but you know, I, I, I work on it every day and it's something that has helped me a lot. But I think feeling in control over your surroundings as much as you can when you're traveling solo is really important to decrease the anxiety. I guess everyone has different triggers. Um, but for me, I'm usually so alert when I'm traveling and I'm very prepared and I do a lot of research. And I think preparation is, is key to reducing anxiety because you're you're prepared for the situation and you kind of know what to expect to a certain extent um rather than feeling like flustered and all over the place if that makes sense like you know you know where your hotel is you mapped it out you've looked on google maps you know you know the area you researched the area you have like the emergency phone numbers like in you know on on hand if you need them just like preparation is really important like not to scare anyone but like I know it sounds like a lot, but like these are little things that go a long way if you were to get into, you know, a really sticky situation. Um, so just, yeah, preparation is key to reducing anxiety. But um, for me, what, what, what brings anxiety is just like huge social anxiety uh, situations. But like I, back to the low grade anxiety. I have that all the time, no matter what, even if I'm like the best moment of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just been there like since I was a child. And I, I, I can't get rid of that. I have, or I haven't found a way to get rid of that, honestly. Yeah, but maybe, you know, I, I'm not saying you can't, but sometimes it's not about getting rid of it, right? It's just managing it. And I mean, it sounds like you have successfully or, you know, found a way to, to manage it, which is great. 
Um, speaking of travel, though, I want to know what your thoughts are on just your predictions about travel in 2020. Do you think it's possible? Do you think the travel industry is going to recover? How does this affect your work? Because you know, I mean, we both are in the travel industry and I'm just curious to know from a, you know, uh, from a full-time traveler, uh, what do you see the future of travel holds for influencers and for yourself? Oh my gosh, people were asking me this on like March like 20th. And I was like to my mom, why are people asking this? I don't know the answer. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to eat tomorrow. I'm like, what? <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Now I, you know, I reflected and I'm like, okay, it's May. So I can kind of like mm-hmm. develop some certain sort of like, um, like prediction of what's going to happen. But I really think domestic travel is going to be, um, a big thing and I only I only say that because that's kind of what I'm comfortable with right right now. you know like even even before like when in in uh, February yeah in February when like the cases were like spreading all over the world I was even a little hesitant like I had a trip to Europe and like I was going back and forth before we even shut down and forward was a major deal here in the U.S. of should I go because I don't want to get trapped anywhere and it's not that like you know, it, it's really like the whole, the fear is more of like getting stuck somewhere and not that, talk about anxiety. Like, I don't know what I would do in that situation, but, um, but I, I really think, yeah, domestic travel is probably going to be, uh, you know, big, which is great. Like, why not explore more of our own surroundings and country? And it's actually better for the environment. And I think now that, you know, we've realized, you know, what it, impact what a negative impact mass tourism can have on the world you know maybe it's even better to be more i feel like people are going to be more mindful when it comes to travel you know and and being mindful of their carbon footprint and you know going more on like road trips or you know train travel or or things like that closer to them where you know you're making less of an impact negative impact on the world um Mm -hmm. look at venice it's so crazy like we're hearing all of these amazing stories about how the planet is healing and that means a lot to me I think it's a beautiful thing and as a traveler it's kind of like oh what do I do you know I want to travel but like I also care about the planet so I think we all should be a little bit more mindful especially since we literally have evidence that you know um you know we we can make an impact and a positive one if we just change the way we travel um and I think quality over quantity I hope will be, um, you know, something that people will think about when they're traveling rather than just trying to check off as many places as they can. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I personally need to explore more of the U.S. I'm always, I mean, I've always been more drawn to international travel. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I think what you said is is correct that there is so much beauty around us and sometimes you know you don't have to travel far you don't have to say oh my god i went to this place and that place you can say you know i went upstate and i found this beautiful little town and cafe and i think that's just as beautiful and and valid right absolutely Um, and i I always like strive to find really unique places i've been doing a lot of domestic travel because i've been mindful of the carbon footprint like especially last year i did that was like i i I called it like the year of domestic travel because I wanted to do more. And I was working with hotel tonight and going on like spontaneous um, weekend getaways. And I went to like 
Uh, I went to Philly, I went to Cape Cod, I went to all these places. And the fact is, the matter of fact is you can find beauty everywhere mm-hmm. you go. Like, mm-hmm. no matter where you go, if, if, if you look for it, you can find it. And you can enjoy it. And like, and there's there are different cultures wherever you go, you know. So I think um, I'm excited, actually, for domestic travel because I haven't done enough of it and I want to do more of it. I actually have never been to a national park in the U.S., Oh my god, me neither. It's kind of embarrassing. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need these Europeans and they've been telling everyone. I'm like, I've never I know. But that can be your next to-do list. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait for it. It's going to be great, you know. Um, but I'm just, I'm praying for the world right now. And I just want, like, to see it. I want to see it in a healthier state. And so I, of course, I miss travel, but I'm not like, you know, like rushing to do it right now because right now I'm sitting in my apartment, social distancing, and I just want this to get better before it gets worse. Mm-hmm. No, I'm on the same page as you. Yeah. So this podcast is called The City Confessions, and I'm not sure if you saw this coming, but um, I have my guests close out the episode by sharing a confession that they have. And this can literally be anything. It can be something very surface level and silly, something deep. Um, but no matter what it is, I want you to know it's something that you should be comfortable sharing. Um, and I also believe that my podcast is a really safe place. Um, my whole you know, purpose of doing this is because I love, love storytelling and I I'm always intrigued by people's stories. I I think it's fascinating to hear, you know, what they've been through, where they come from, what they do. Um, so that's the premise and the reasoning why I have it called the City Confessions. So um, if you were to complete the sentence of like my confession is, what would that be? Oh, okay. I'll give you one. I know. Exactly. <laughs> um. And I actually haven't confessed this to many people until now, (laughs) until this pandemic, because I'm, like, so sad about it. So I'll give you a little bit of background information. I am um, divorced, and I moved to New York City from Chicago because I met my ex in Chicago, and we moved here for his job. Um, We're still really great friends, like, all good, bad, nothing bad to say, but unfortunately we grew apart, and so I am divorced, but... I'm also a hopeless romantic, and I, um, I just like I love New York City, but it's really hard to meet anyone here. Oh my god, <laughs> my I feel you. <laughs> and I, I'm like again. I said I'm a hopeless romantic, so I literally just only told my friend the other day. Like I hadn't told anyone this before. <laughs> I only told her, and I started cracking up. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm so bummed because, like, I I don't know why, like, I love, like, the subway culture here in New York City. It's, like, it's fascinating. And I'm like, I just, like, I just, like, always wish, like, I always pray to, like, somehow, like, stumble upon somebody and meet someone on the subway and then get married to them. <laughs> and I'm like, Wait, wait, wait. I can't go on the subway. And if I do, I have to wear a mask and have to face. Wait, I love that because, oh my God. First of all, I'm such a hopeless romantic too. All my friends know that. And they literally like make fun of me, but I don't care. 
Like, I believe I deserve a love story. I don't know when that's happening, but it will happen. But let me tell you something that's really funny. So my roommate and I, the other day, we took a walk to um, all the way to, um, like, Dumbo. And from, I live around, like, Bushwick, Williamsburg. So it was, like, over an hour. And, yeah, it was crazy, right? But I was like, this is freedom. It was a beautiful yeah, day. Yeah. So we had a mask on, but it was like a really, really nice day. So often, you know, we would wear a mask. We would have like a jacket. But this time it was so beautiful. We just had like a t-shirt. Like, I don't know, like regular summer clothes. And mind you, we have sunglasses on and we have masks. <laughs> we were walking for an hour and we got like, like not hit on, but like cars were honking. Guys were like, oh, beautiful. But it was the funniest oh thing. Because I think it's like we were just laughing because we're like, okay, wow, we feel so <laughs> yes. We like we said one, wow, we feel so great because we haven't had any compliments in the past like two months. It's like so sad. And then we're like two. They're really, really either complimenting us or you know just like haven't seen girls out. But we're like we're so covered. It's like hilarious. So like if somebody does, you know ask you for your number when you go out and you have a mask on then you know it's real <laughs> it's the ultimate love story oh my god so yeah actually there, there, there is hope i guess <laughs> it's, it's so funny yeah i also read this meme because i don't know if you're like online dating but i've been like dabbling on the apps somewhat yeah. of boredom somewhat of you know curiosity right but there was this meme that said like don't fall in love in quarantine because everybody's bored and i was like i gotta i gotta tell my hopeless romantic self that <laughs> but also if it does work out what an epic love story i know <laughs> you're like and then when you say your vows you're like i knew the day we met during the pandemic it was real the pixels like i found love with the pixels <laughs> oh my god i love it this is so funny See, oh that's why you can't plan. You can't plan this conversation. No. <laughs> oh god, that was that was great. <laughs> but I, I knew I'm like, oh, I have a great one for her. <laughs> no, we can relate on so many levels. That's why, like, when this is all over, I can't wait to like get to know you even more. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely like. I, I'm excited to. I, I know this has been such a crappy situation. This whole thing, but like. I'm excited to start fresh and to like really change a lot of things that I've been wanting to change, but like have put on the back burner mm -hmm. because I was just running a mile a minute, you know, and mm -hmm. that was just not healthy. Um, and I think a lot of creators can relate. I mean, you know, we juggle, we all juggle so many things. We're all hard workers. Um, and so I, I hope we can kind of put ourselves first. From yeah. Here on out, you know, <clears throat> I love that. I want to take a moment right now though. I mean, you're not, in person with me but um just to acknowledge you as a person as an entrepreneur as a woman and as like a boss babe um i stumbled across obviously Dame traveler for a really long time now but i didn't know the face behind it and you know when i first discovered you and then also met you in new york city um you're such a sweet sweet person like i know that if people don't know who you are like you just have such a kind um soul and this very very calming aura about you like your energy 
is so so pure um so i just want to acknowledge that one and two i know it's taken us a really long time to finally record this but i also believe again like i mentioned in the beginning <clears throat> timing is everything and i think right now again the pandemic it brought us it gave us both the opportunity to sit down and talk to each other um so i appreciate you taking time out of your day to record this Oh my gosh, thank you. And I want to thank you for your sincerity and for being so genuine and passionate about what you do. Like, you really just put tears in my eyes. So Aww. thank you so, no, so I, much for your kind words. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't wait to hang out when this is all over. Yeah, no, I really, really do admire you for everything that you do. But wait, I have two more questions before we actually, actually wrap this up. <laughs> so... <laughs> Second to last question is, what are you currently up to or what can people, the listeners, be on the lookout from you within the next three months? I, let's just say 2020 since we don't, we have no idea what's I happening. <laughs> I know that you just released your book and people can still get it, which I will link in the description. But besides that, do you have any secret projects that you can review? What are you currently working on? What can you share? Yeah, I've been sharing a lot of like, so I go on, I go on long walks once in a while too, just to keep myself sane. Um, and I love street photography. So I've been like sharing a lot of my street photography of just like what's going on, like the state of our city right now. And people have been loving them. The response is like putting tears in my eyes. It's so nice. So I'm actually going to open up a print shop um, and I'm going to be sharing the print. Yeah. And so I will definitely be donating a portion of the proceeds, especially from the New York City photos, um, to the Food Bank of New York City. So keep a look out, a look out for that. Um, but I, other than that, like I definitely want to launch merch for Dame Travelers. So oh I'm my god, yes, that's so exciting! I <laughs> and I never like thought that it would be on brand, but you know, so many people have been asking for it. So I'm like, okay, I have to think of it. For me, I'm, I'm very passionate. So it's all or nothing for me. If I really feel it, I'll do it. If I don't feel it, I won't, but I'm thinking of creative ways in which I can do that. So, but hopefully I can roll that out soon. Now that I have more energy, April, I was like so drained, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I have more energy now and I'm more hopeful this month. So I'm, I'm becoming like a little, you know, more creative and hopeful. Um, and wait oh my god you should do like travel accessories too like journals and like tumblers yeah, passport know, holders but it's just a, it, it, it depends on like what people want mm -hmm. um and so i just have to think of some creative ways but if any of you had feedback please dm me or email me anything you want we can make it happen that's so exciting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you but i hope to um relaunch the book and I was going to go on like a mini book tour, um, like in the U.S. and in Europe, but obviously I can't do that now. But hopefully next year I can do that because, you know, that's the beautiful thing about books is that they live on forever and they're not as mm -hmm. like, you know, um, they don't they're not as instant and um, their shelf life is longer than Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a beautiful thing that, you know, the, the book it, is so impactful and i i don't want it to just fall through the cracks so i want to bring it back to life like hopefully next year and uh, probably around the holidays who knows but yeah no, no that's great i think it's like a very classic um yeah things to have and it also makes for great home decor yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is always fun for sure um, but 
I'm doing good. I mean, I think we all go through phases. March was, I my anxiety was off the roof in March. Like I didn't know how to handle it. And I've been alone for the most part. Um, but then I started to have this like spiritual awakening. And I know it sounds weird, but I thought to myself like, wow, this is actually such a rare and beautiful moment because how many of us can say that, you know, the universe gave us this opportunity to like reset and I yeah. think when this is all over um I'm not saying people will miss it but I think people will say oh my god that time that I had I could have done this or I should have done that yeah. whether that means be productive or I should have just done nothing you know I don't think there's right or wrong way to handle a crisis but I think um once you put it to perspective that this is temporary you know, and, and how do I want to utilize this time? How do I want to come out of it? I think when you do that analysis, um, you look at it in a in a more positive light, if if I can say so. So, yeah. Yeah, actually, that just what you said right now was so simple, but was so powerful because I've been feeling so sad and down and anxious, where I just haven't been able to breathe, and just like a lot of a lot of sadness um but that really i mean that helps me start the week off right and i love mondays and i love like the first of every month because for me it's always an opportunity to start over and to be better mm-hmm. and so that will help me through my week now so yeah i love <laughs> that okay one more question <laughs> so my final question to you is what well it's kind of like a two-part question so when do you feel most at peace and what is the one thing you love most about yourself oh my gosh (laughs) um so I love I, I I love 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 walking into an empty church like you know it's nice to go to mass and and whatnot but for me walking into an empty church wherever I am in the world is one of my favorite things in the world to do and it it's been so sad so the last place I actually went on March I think it was March 11th like March 12th was my last real day in New York like real normal day mm-hmm. and I had gone into my favorite church in um uh, Our Lady of Pompeii in West Village and I just sat there and just I was just like working on my breathing and praying and just thanking God and, and just praying for what was ahead because I had a bad feeling. Um, and so I miss that. I miss that all the churches are, are closed right now. Um, and I'm a very spiritual person. Like, yes, I'm Catholic, but I'm not extremely religious. But um, I do feel most at peace when I remind myself of how in touch I am with my spirituality and and when I'm in an empty church. So I don't know why I just end up crying, but it's like a cleansing experience. Like mm-hmm. I cry and like, I just feel so much better when I leave. Um, and it's just a powerful moment for me every time I go. And a lot of times I just stumble, like when I'm traveling and I'm walking around and I see a church, I, if the door is open, I just walk in and it's, I never regret it. So for me, that's my own personal little like peace. And, um, and just lately, you know, going on like short walks and, and just embracing like the little things, um, especially now that it's spring. Uh, but, and then what do I like about myself? No, um, what do you love about yourself? 
Well, I like I said before, I'm a very empath- empathetic person. And so I do love that I can feel deeply for other people, even if I don't know them. So I, I'm grateful that I have that quality and that it, I don't have to like work hard to find it. It's just there. Yeah. And I think honestly, that is a great summary of who you are and why you're so special and such a beautiful way to end the podcast. And again, I'm so, so, so happy that we finally were able to record this. And I hope everybody who's listening that you guys enjoy this episode because I surely did. And I will leave all of Nastasia's information below in the description. You can connect with her, buy her book, support her. And yeah, I mean, um, thank you again. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next week's. All right, bye.